0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Meow, meow. How you doing? How the devil are you? It's a cat here. Me. Uh, no, it's, no, it's not. It's me. It's me, Tony. Uh, now, how you doing? Welcome to the Bonus Campbell Shit Show. But look, I got a lot to talk about here. So enough of this fluff of the cat, fluffy cat, patter. Okay. Um, do you have it? What am I talking about? Uh, have you uh, taken your temperature? Have you gone into a building masked and someone holding a gun to your head? But don't worry, it's only a head, forehead thermometer. They're not going to blow your brains out. Have you got Eurovision fever? Have you got Eurosong 2024 fever? Well, I have, because I'm going to tell you this. There are six entrants. Oh, pardon. And I'm not talking about six buttholes, okay? Ireland's greatest Eurovision entry. And I'm not talking about Johnny Logan's anus. I am saying that six, Um, this is the best selection that I've seen in a long time. And I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. I have two favorites. One is Eilse Gatoban, and the other is Bambi Thug's Doomsday, Doomsday Blue. I'm going to say that to you right now just because it's going to go to the votes. It's going to go to the polls, guys, on Friday. It's going to go to the polls. And I'm not talking about going to the Polish Delicatessen to buy some Kobanus sausages. I'm not talking like that. I mean that it's going to the polls. It's going to be on the Late Late uh, Show with Patrick Kielty. You'll get to pick your act right in this. And there are two... Fucking cyber dog goths that are potential entrants and I really hope that one of them is the one. I think Getubin is probably the better song. Um I well actually I think Doomsday Blue by Bambi Thug is the better song, but Ailsha has a level of kind of just Irish kitchenists that I really, really dig. It's all kind of rudimentary. Uh, you know, it's the sort of Irish that you would use to impress an American to prove that you speak Irish. And we're we'll getting them, Dougalian in Hain do tree car cooked. Cook. Hain do tree car. Cooig shocked. Ocht is one of the lyrics in this song. It's great. It's like making up, you know, the Irish that you know to make it look like you speak Irish. I love it. And I love it as a kind of joke act. Right. Not a joke act, but I love it as a bit of tongue in cheek. Sending that on the main stage. You know, oh, my God, look, she's speaking Irish. And we just get a bit of a kick out of that. All right. If we're not having fun, what the fuck are we doing this for? There is much less just bog standard pop. Uh, but the pop that they have chosen is very good. And then there's a boy band, which I don't like, which I don't like at all. And greatest great respect to the boys uh, in this boy band and anyone willing to, uh, you know, don the emerald cloak and represent your country i commend you but i do not like this song but we'll talk about that when we go through there is an uh, an article put together by the phenomenal carl K- carl kinsler over on the journal.ie and it has all of these, and I'm going to go through them as they appear in the article. So if you want to go and listen to these songs yourself, they're very hard to find at the moment, so you can just look at this article, and he's taken some from that have been posted on Twitter and some that have been already on YouTube for a while, um, and it's a good selection. But I want to talk about something before I talk about my two cents on these songs. Um, one, uh, two things, right? Uh, I still believe that the selection process needs to be a bit more public, how these how this decision was made. We seem to just wake up one morning and these are the six songs. I don't I don't like that. I don't buy that. I do appreciate that they have deviated dramatically this year. And it's more in line with Eurovision in terms of just, hey, this is a bit of fun. A lot of these tracks are just a bit of fucking crack. And it's not so like it they seem they're very Eurovision-y songs, but they're less kind of like, hey. Please, can we, can we, here's our, here's our Eurovision song. It's less, here's our entry. And I mean that in the butthole sense this time, you know, please do with it what you will, you know, it's a little bit less of that this year. And I'm excited about that. I will say this though. I do still think the selection process needs to be a bit more, uh, uh, public and the people who are responsible. I want to know their names. (laughs) Okay. I just want to know their names. All right. And I still feel that the actual selection of the selection process is still the fact that they sent Wild Youth last year. It, it's they keep acting like Ireland decides. And I don't think that's the case. Right. Let me explain. The selection process goes like this. Right. They pick six songs. You wake up one morning. There's six songs. One of them is going to go to Sweden to represent Ireland. Um, they are performed on the Ray Darcy show a week before they are then put on the Late Late Show. I with the greatest respect to the listeners and viewers of these shows, uh, I do not feel that they best represent the the taste. As much as I like Keelty, as much as I like Ray Darcy personally, I would view that the average listener and viewer does not best represent the most interesting contemporary culture that Ireland has to offer when it comes to music. So I disagree with that as a concept. I think that if you put something on The Late Late Show, All you're going to get is the majority votes for the least offensive. And I think we need to be the most offensive. And what's so exciting about this is some of the songs are the most offensive. And people are going to say, "Ah, well, look, Ireland voted for it. I'm like, no, no. The people who the people, the late late is basically like, "Okay, what is the safest thing that we can show you here so that you can pay your TV license? What is the least offensive thing? What is an advert to what how can we get Dermot fucking banned on again to sell his show that you that you're already watching? You know, how do we get just the whoever's in the RTE canteen out here so that you can, you know, watch all the shows? You know, it's it's ads for RTE or other RTE shows. Um, you know, very simple sob stories and um it, very inoffensive pattern. It is just like, how do we just here look, don't be angry at us. This is, this is the thing I find sometimes when I come home from a hard day's work, and my wife is coming home from a hard day's work, and we're just like, "Alright, what do we watch? We don't want to think about it, right?" And I'm not saying we watch it late late, we don't, but I'm just saying sometimes we find some common denominator in the middle, right? Because moods can be different when you're tired. Weirdly, I like watching like cringe comedies when I'm tired, or I like watching fucking Ridley Scott epics when I'm tired. I take a lot of comfort in big films sometimes. Terry takes comfort in maybe something that might be more leaning into, you know, a reality show, maybe some police pr- procedural, you know, she's always like to keep she always likes to take her mind off things by trying to figure out who the killer is. I don't mind police procedurals. So a lot of the time we might meet somewhere in the middle that's inoffensive. It's not pr- procedural, it's not a really epic, it's just something in the middle. And we both kind of make maybe come away from that evening dissatisfied. What we've recently started to do is like, okay, look, Terry, you just pick something. And the next day I'm just going to pick something, you know? And I actually would like to have more, you know, something I maybe wouldn't have been my first choice put on front of me on TV. That's one of the, that's one of the unfortunate things of, of streaming TV is that you you put on what you want. You don't necessarily put on what you didn't know that you want, you know, and it's always great getting recommendations from other people and and all that good stuff. But a lot of time you're just watching the things that you kind of thought you would like, and then you end up kind of liking them, you know, I feel like that kind of averaging and and making something a baseline. Always happens when you put something on the late late. It's like okay, well, we're just going to have to get the average here. We're going to have to get the average of what the least offensive thing is. And I'm terrified that next in line, love like us, is going to be the entrant for the Eurovision this year. It is a boy band put together by Louis Walsh recently, uh, and it's uh, and it is it's just it's just I lovely look lovely boys where they're all wearing blazers in the picture. They're all wearing runners and they're wearing blazers. And they're called, you know, Next In Line, Love Like Us. Are they called Love Like Us? Are they called... You know, when you can easily swap the name of the band with the title of the song, then they're not leaving that much of an impact, right? And I really think we just need to do something that's completely different. And luckily, there are some of those entrants here. So I don't believe having them on Ray Darcy in the first place is a good show. And I don't believe then having them on KLT is a good show. And... I have some concerns about that. I think they have found some songs and I think whoever they got in to do that, to find some of these crazy songs, uh, should be commended. Um, last year, I thought most of the entrance bar, there was one girl who had a kind of um kind of lo-fi kind of sound. I think she lived on Ar- Aaron Moore or something like that. She had this, just songs she made in her bedroom. That was my favorite. I liked it. Um, Wasn't a huge fan of Johnny Rotten's, was not a fan of Wild Youth. Um, with the greatest respect to the boys and their masks that they wore. They're cute boys. How do you get these boys that look like fucking Golden Globe? Uh, you know they look a little little Barry Kiogans, right? Little hot Irish boys. The world is clamoring for hot Irish boys, and they just put fucking masks on these cute boys. Last year, the video was not getting any traction online. It was a clear indication we weren't going to get in. Marty Whelan was flabbergasted. He he couldn't believe how how this this boring song was not going to win the Eurovision for Ireland, you know? And that's another issue that I have is Marty Whelan, who uh, you know, I love winning streak and I think he's a tremendous host, but um, I think we need to see more reflective commentators of what is actually happening in music. And I'm not saying that I'm one of them, because I'm not. A lot of these artists I'd never heard of Whenever the Choice Music Prize comes out, actually this year it was different. I knew a lot of those artists and it was actually a great year for Irish music. But um, I, yeah, I think the tide needs to turn and I think what I'm concerned about is that if uh, Bambi Thug and uh, Ailsha don't make it through, um, they're just going to say, well, Ireland voted and look, this is what Ireland wants and you can't argue with. I think they need to take this thing online. I think there needs to be a website linked with an email or IP address or something like that. I think there needs to be some sort of online voting that can happen. And maybe if one year that gets co-opted by someone and people start fucking filling it up, you know, I I think we need to be able to vote with an IP address in, in Ireland or however you can do it. There must there has to be an online vote that you can do. There has to be. There just has to be. There has to be a way of you doing it in a secure way. And I think that's the way we need to do it. I don't think it should be based on whether you were listening to Ray Darcy or watching the Late Late Show. You know, if you happened to miss the Late Late Show and Ireland's entry, I commend you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I commend you. Why would you, you know, I mean, I'd love to be on Late Late sometime. (laughs) But, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you're not patriotic or you don't care. You do care. But you should not be forced to watch the fucking Late Late Show to vote for uh, your favorite act. All right with the greatest respect to the hard and diligent workers of the late, late show. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you my two cents. And the first one here on this list on the journal. There's a link here in the comments of this uh, podcast is Erica Cody. Love me. Like I do. Um, I like Erica Cody. I like her personally. Uh, you know, you might, you see people around to some things. I think Erica Cody's a great, uh, she's a great dancer. She's got a phenomenal voice. Um, I like this song. I like the take of "Love Me Like um, Love Me Like I Do." Is that what it's called? Yeah, "Love Me Like I Do." You know, this is kind of like the Beatles. "She Loves You." Whoa, you are changing perspective here, right? Um, This would be down. I feel like this is a good song, and I think she's a great single for her. I think it's going to be lost. I think it's going to be personally, it's going to be lost in the sea of of million dollar pop. You know, you're, you're up there with songwriters who are writing for some of the biggest artists in the world, especially if it comes to Sweden. If you're going toe-to-toe with Sweden with, a, with this kind of pop track, I don't think it's going to happen. And we've never won with pop. Bar Johnny Logan, when that was a different time. You know, we have not really... Um, you know, there's been some ballads, but, you know, pop has not worked for us well in the last 20, maybe even 30 years. It hasn't really worked for us. So I worry that a pop track like this um isn't isn't going to happen. I'm worried as well that she's going to take it as well because she did Dancing with the Stars and she was great on Dancing with the Stars and all that good stuff. Um she's popular. She has a big online following. Um she's a familiar face in the context of the Late Late Show and RTÉ and all that. And I think I think she might end up getting the vote. Um she says she's going to promise to deliver the biggest and best production possible. Um and I believe that she probably would. I think she's a great performer. Um, she probably would be one of in this list, the uh, one of the uh, best performers on a, on a big stage, you know, overcoming nerves and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not my favorite. I think it's a good pop song, but it's not my favorite. And I would prefer if this wasn't, if this wasn't our, our, our Euro song entry for 2024. But, um, I think this might be the front-runner, though. But let me tell you a song that I really hope wins, and that is uh, Ailsha, or A-I-L-S-H-A, with Gautubin. I fucking love this track. And I think some people might kind of turn their nose up on it, and I think we need to get over our little fucking bullshit I Hate Everything Irishness, right? Can we please redirect that just to RTE and just to the government? Please, that's where it belongs, okay? The Brits, RTE, and the government. Can we not just please, like, if we're like, oh, this is, I don't like this, or I don't like the quality, or I expect more, all right? Can we not do this for, you know, um musicians who are just trying to make a, a you know, a bit of a banger? And it is a fucking banger. This is a song, it's all crazy, and fucking gothy, and cyberdoc big grimes energy off it. Um, it's got, it's like, she just keeps singing like, Gamma Lesh Gale, Gamma Lesh Bale, and we'll get a gum, that rats and it's a fucking banger. It, 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 it it has a bit of the energy of, you know, that camp Oscar de Grouch fucker who almost won last year with the, you know, that cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Your man who was the, essentially the public's favorite um, over uh, Lorreen, who, again, that was a great tune. And when I did the live watch-along um, with, with Shane and Killian and Finula J last year in the Sugar Club, you know, this was the tune that was getting everyone up on their fucking feet. Whenever points came in, I think it was Poland, um people were going apeshit for this track. And it, it kind of encapsulates a lot of that energy. Maybe a bit too closely. Um, and that would be a bit of a concern. Sometimes there's a habit of um all right, eighties is big. Now we're all doing eighties track. Now everyone's trying to sound like the weekend's new album, you know. Um cool latex cyber dog goths bursting out of bins. Um, you know, with with catchy choruses might be the trend at the moment. Um but I think this could be a goer. I am a huge fan of this track that's Ailsa's Gotobon. Um it, I think at the moment is the bookie's favorite and I would be more than happy. I'd be absolutely fucking delighted if this if this tune um if this tune makes it. Is there any do I know anything about Ailsa? Uh let's see what um Ailsa supported Wargasm on their uh, Venom tour and um, she's declares herself the Irish princess of Misfits. She's serious rock act here. Um, well, let's see. She's a part of the current rock revival. It says here on Spotify, taking the music scene by storm in 2023 with five consecutive releases featured on BBC Radio One. Um, a pink and playful aesthetic adds an extra layer of excitement to the Wicklow natives' performance. Um, she's played El- El- Electric Picnic. Um, she's headlining uh, headline shows with MC uh, with MCD. She's also performing at the Grand Social on the 19th of April. Um, and it's a serious pop. Um, the song was even featured on uh, Future Flavor on BBC Radio One, um, and uh, and it's been featured in a lot of uh, alternative, uh, rock playlists. Uh, the new Queen of Alt says, "Uh, Nels Hilton uh, on BBC Radio One." I'm a huge fan of this track. I think it's cool. I think it's contemporary. I think it's a proper fucking rock track. Um, and it's also so funnily tongue-in-cheek. The idea. They could have this girl out there, this, you know, uh, just out there singing Irish um, with kind of cool warped Celtic symbols in the background. And people are just like, oh, wow. So this is what this is what Irish sounds like. And she's doing fucking leave insert Irish. I, I love that. Um, Some people might think that's a bit overly kitsch. Not for me. Uh, I think it's great. And as Carl Kinsler puts it, it's a very ambitious attempt. Um, and it's got all this crazy fucking Celtic music in it, and it's just over the top. I like it. Um, another one here, um, Judas by J Yellow L. Um, is a Dublin-based uh, rapper. Um, and again, very different. This is a bit more stripped back. It's got a real great hook. Uh, the song's chorus was um, written by Gavin James. Um, his songs are featured, says Carl here. Um, um the fifa soundtrack uh, it was on the uh, tv adaptation of normal people um and his 2020 album was nominated for irish album of the year um at the choice music prize so he's a he's a good performer it's a great track it's just, it's it's a it's a sort of kind of chill hip hop rap that i would like like to hear on in a shop or like you know g1 like a skate shop and i'd be like oh fuck that's like a good rap that's a good rap track and it's got a great chorus it might end up being lost in the sea of just there's not much there's not much you can make sometimes with a stripped back song you can make up for it in the 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 performance or whatever's going on in the fucking background or whatever's going on on video or backing dancers this is incredibly stripped back the vocals are good um but it might get lost in the sea of other tracks or if, if there's another rapper that is just rapping quicker, even though what they're saying, you know, might not be better. I think the lyrics are gorgeous. I think the, uh, again, the chorus is really sweet. Um, It's a good track. And any other year I would be like, you know, well, no, not even any other year. It's a, it's a great track. I mean, if it was the one that was going, I'd be like, look, I'm happy to fucking hang my hat on that and say, you know, I haven't done fuck all. I've done fuck all. I can't hang my hat on fuck all. But I would be proud to see that uh, out there. Um, But I don't know if it's going to make its way through. I don't know if if it's... And this is not a dig. Not a dig at the track. But um, we haven't been in the actual Eurovision finals in a long time. Um, uh, I don't have the stats. If if you listen to other Eurovision podcasts I've done, I've I've come hard at you with the stats. Um, But it's not boded well for us. And I think this one just might get lost. I think you need to get people's attention what I found makes a good Eurovision track recently has been like, okay, you have my attention and I'm like, okay, now hang on, what the fuck is this? You know, you know, what the fuck is this? Okay, you have my attention. What the fuck is this? Followed by this is actually good. You know, I find that, you know, like that was the big thing with chat, 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 cha. But if it's like, if in the first minute you're like, oh, I get it. Oh, and he kept doing that for the next two minutes. Then I don't think, I just don't think that's what we need right now. I don't think that's what we need right now. Having said that, I commend uh, the heads that that got Jay Yellowl into this for this tune. It is a good song. I'd probably keep it in my regular rotation if I was listening to it. Um, wouldn't be my pick this year. Um, Isabella Kearney would let me be the fire. Um, this is a this is a great Eurodance track. This is just a great pop track. Um, Kearney uh, is based in Nashville. Um, and it, uh, it, it's, it's a great She's apparently worked with songwriters for, uh, Lizzo Taylor Swift, Keith Urban, Demi Lovato. She's got great vocal on it. It's got a great drop. It's got great rhythm, got great beat to it. Um, any other year I'd probably be like, this is the one to send out there. Um, it will probably, it might, I think we'll get to the final, but I don't know how well it will do in the final. I think it will probably, if we end up going with it, get to the final. But, um, it's ultimately it'd be tough up against the other competition. I mean, I fucking, as I said, commend anyone. And it's a it's a great track. Again, it's a great pop track. And if I if I just was listening to you know best of era, uh, on Spotify playlist, I would be like, oh, it's a fucking bop. It would almost be like if I heard it just walking around as a you know out and about, I'll be like, oh, this is, a, this is, have you heard, and I would probably recommend it to people, being like, have you heard this, it's a serious Eurovision banger, but because it's kind of a Eurovision banger, it's going to be judged against serious Eurovision bangers, you know, look, sometimes there's bad years, you know, um, and, and not to say this might get lucky, but, you know, um, I think it's a good track, again, wouldn't be, wouldn't be in my top, no, do you know what, I do really like it, and if it was the track, I'd be like, that's a banger, it probably might be my my preferred over Erica Cody's, to be honest. It would probably be my third favourite of this. If it's the one that's going, I'd be like, that's a fucking banger. And I would listen to it, and I would probably hold it up there with any of the other Irish entries that we've sent out there. It's better... Look, it's, f- four of these songs are better than any song we've sent since Ryan Dolan, right? Um, that, that happened after... He came after Jedward. I think since... Ryan, it's the one of the best songs that we've potentially sent or even put, put into the Eurovision in probably the last 15 years. But there are other bigger contenders out there, including Bambi fucking tug. Now Bambi tug, this track again, very reminiscent as Carl said, Carol Kinsler says uh, of, of Grimes here, non-binary cork, uh, uh, born artist based in London. Now I believe, um, this is a fucking track. This is my favorite track. It's just balls to the wall. Insanity. Uh, it, you know um, Bambi Tug themselves is uh, is striking uh, has a, an incredible visual language uh, to their performances um, they've got a solid fan base they've racked up uh, over a million streams on Spotify last year um, it will be a good contender and this is, what's so fucking annoying is that this is information that we could all be very handy to know when we see this performance during the Late Late Show I think and I don't no, if I trust the production lately late to really get the fucking weird energy out of this, or if it's just going to look like someone doing fucking bog standard karaoke. This, hopefully, Bambi Tug with Doomsday Blue, um, the, the chorus of this is just, you think it's just going to go up and up and up and up, and then it chills. And it's got just a great fucking, you know, um, kind of stripped back, uh, kind of acoustic guitar being plucked away, but incredible beat. I'm a huge fan of this song, and this would be my number one. And I, I don't think it's going to be voted. I think it's a, I think it's going to seem like too big of a risk. But I think that's exactly what we need. And I think this could be, we could be at the precipice of now going with a, you know, if we send something like this and it performs well, um, then I think we we don't ever have to go back to bog standard boring pop or boy band pop or you know one of the uh you know members of westlife writing a pop track one of the members of westlife who hasn't had a hit in years writing a pop track who didn't even write their own songs with the greatest respect to westlife our greatest boy band better than boy zone come at me right um i just think that we could turn it around if if uh bambi thug bambi thug would be like okay now we need to now we're back, we're getting somewhere. We need to start taking bigger risks, going for things that maybe wouldn't be the thing that we would necessarily hear in the charts but would do well, right? Cuz I think I really think this this is exactly the track. That is, what the fuck is going on here? This is crazy. I kind of love it. Oh, hang on. This is actually really good, you know, and and it's it's a very satisfying song to listen to and I really really hope that Doomsday Blue by Bambi Thug is the one. Now this is one, oh, I'm not This is, um, Next In Line, with Love Like Us. Now this track, so it says here, Carl writes, the final act, um, there's a group named Next In Line, um, they're aged between the ages of 18 and 22. So, lads, fucking fair folks, I love yous, I love yous, right? Um, Louis Walsh is managing them, in 2024. Um, and they, it is a very, it's, it's utterly, it's utterly, absolutely forgettable. It is, it is, it is a very boring song and I lo- commend you boys, right? It is going to get absolutely swallowed up. It is going to get absolutely swallowed up. I think it's bad. I think it's exactly what we need to be getting away from. And the fact that it's in here is telling. The fact that it's in there just to be like, okay, well, we can't just give them no options. Look, Ryan Tuberty's fucked the TV license, right? Uh, it's not it's not sending out uh, non-binary uh, uh, you know, visual artists who have fucking bangers, right? They're not going to make people pull the TV license away. You're not at risk of losing anyone if you take a risk on the Eurovision. You're at risk, and this is what fucking annoys me. This is what fucking annoys me, is that playing it safe and losing Seems to be a better, a a less offensive solution. Like, if you were to plan out the last fucking 20 years of this Eurovision, if you would actually plan out the last 20 years, would you have chosen that? Well, if you you wouldn't have chosen that, then you need to have a good fucking look at yourself and think, like, well, how did we allow those, those decisions to happen? And how can we radically, radically change and turn it around? This is about trying to fucking, you know, win a competition, not fucking uh be the the least offensive pretty boys competition. I don't know what I'm talking about. I thought I had a good point there and then I lost it. So I would be I really I really hope it's not this. I think it's probably going to be Erica Cody. Uh, no, it's not. I I actually think it's going to be Aileship with Gotoban. I think people will get a kick out of it. And I think it's not as it's not, as, it's not as wild and it's not as different as um, Bambi Thug. Um, I think Bambi Thug might just be too abrasive for the very unfortunate judging panel that is the Late Late Show audience. Um, but I think people can get a kick. I think Ailsha will get the kids of the parents who are voting to, you know, the kids will be like, uh, we got to vote for it, come on. You know, and I dig it. It's rock. We do good rock. Come on. It's not quite crazy techno. You know, Atticus Finch, Trent Reznor stuff that we're seeing with, um, uh, you know, with, with, with Bambi Thug, which I prefer. But it might be at least the first step in the right direction, you know. Although, please, if you are voting, see, this is the thing. Is it is it a wasted vote? Is it a wasted vote? Is a vote for Bambi Thug a wasted vote? Uh, I really hope not. Look, it's in Europe. I think Bambi Thug is going to do better in Europe. What, what do we like? What do the audience like? It's going to end up probably being Elsha or Erica Cody. I actually think Erica Cody's probably going to get it because she's the most familiar face and the people are actually voting to be like, Oh, hang on. No, I like her. I know her. So, you know, I'm going to vote, but I really hope that it's Bambi Thug. So look, those are my two cents. The vote is up to you. I think you should vote for Ailsha Gautobin. Uh, I prefer Bambi Thug, but I think we need to be tactful here. And I don't know if Oh, no vote look, I'm gonna vote for Bambi Thug. Please vote for Bambi Thug. I'm gonna be voting for Bambi Thug. Okay, I think it is fucking. I think it's exactly what Europe will dig, what they'll like. If you remember, it's very in line with Ukraine's entry that was like super like forest witchy goth that they'd had that year though. That, that song that just kept speeding up. Um, it's very in line with the kind of cha 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 that did very well in Poland, this kind of act does very well in Europe, all right? We're not doing this whole kind of like... You know, that kind of like, everything sounds like a, a an ad, a tourism ad for Turkey. You know, we just kept sending fucking all those tracks that sounded like tourism ads for Turkey because we thought that's what Europe wants. This is actually what... Europe is just... Continental Europe is full of little sexy freaks in basements because they have much better nightlife than we do. We can't understand it, right? We don't know what it's like to actually have a culture that allows people to stay out late and get super fucking weird and fuck gender out the window, right? We haven't quite figured that out yet. We don't know. So I think we need to take a punt on someone who does know. Something like that. Maybe they don't know. I don't know. I think they're just based in London. But you know what I mean? We don't have a culture for that. Europe do. They know what it's like to let freaks be freaks in a basement somewhere not hurting anyone, right? And I think they're really going to dig Bambi Thug. Bambi Thug is my pick for Eurosong 2024. Please vote on Friday. I'm not going to do a fucking Russell Brand. Don't vote. But I do want to commend the selection committee. But again, if Erica Cody or if um, Next In Line, and I shouldn't even be putting those two in the same breath because they are leagues apart if they get voted in it'll be purely down to the context at which this was shown on tv there needs to be a euro song show all right do it in a venue somewhere have it be unbiased have it be like the euro song show is on get hosts get acts get get other people that might watch this show and have it be like a special all right and and i'll host it <laughs> i'll host it get it off the fuck get it off d'arcy get it off keilty those are my two cents